Buckle your seatbelts, pod people, and welcome to Bad Dad's Film Review, the only father-based movie and kids' TV review show anywhere. So sit down, shut up, and enjoy the experience of our overly caffeine-stimulated podcast extravaganza, damn near the best thing you'll ever have crammed into your oral sockets in an approximate 80 minutes time frame. Before we start, a little housekeeping. This podcast is rated R slash 18 for bad language, spoilers, and sequences of graphic nudity. This week's show features the customary <laughs> congregation. So I was just thinking about that. Going, oh yeah, I suppose the customary congregation of comic creators, including Sidey, Dan, myself, Reeks, hello, Hi. and Howie, a man whose family tree must be a cactus because everybody on it is a prick. <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking hell! Yeah. <laughs> We've got last week's top five to round up, which was top five movie scientists. Do you recall who we had in our list, Sidey? Doc? Yeah. That's it. We had uh, Dr. Strangelove. Oh, yeah. We had Diane Fossey. Yes. It's a memorable oh, list. Doc, Dr. Strangelove, Diane Fossey. I think I said it was our strongest ever list. Yeah. But I can't remember. And one other. And we had several uh, nominations online. Darren Leithley gave us a great list featuring a few we mentioned, plus Dr. Frank N. Furter, which I guess is from... That sounds dangerously like Rocky, Rocky Horror. Horror. Yeah, so... You're out now, Darren, I'm afraid. <laughs> not, not loving you. It wasn't... You. No, it no. wasn't. Would that have been better? Yeah. But... We had GM gave us Dr. Richard Kimball. Uh, Matthew Taylor nominated all of the Ghostbusters. Kerry nominated The Man With Two Brains. Neil gave us Doc, but I'm going to choose the winner this week, and that's Stacey Taylor on Twitter who gave us Benedict Cumberbatch in The Imitation Game, Ooh. which is a good uh, movie. Is that a uh, tarot? Yes. Okay. Good movie, good story, and Stacey's been a real trooper pimping us out on Twitter yeah. as well, so thank you for that. Wasn't um, he chemically castrated? Was he? It, I know it he was, was only it, recently... What, Matt Taylor? <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> he was only recently, like, pardoned, wasn't for being he? Gay. Yeah, for he being was, gay, yeah. It was yeah. just ridiculous, really. He was also voted the greatest ever living Britain, wasn't he? Alan Turing. Yeah, they had this big competition of all the greats and he finished up top of his kind of segment along with bowie for the best ever musician yeah. or, or whatever oh, fuck off, uh, and <laughs> and then yeah he won the the full kind of show which goes to show now People how wrong about, they got it back in the day didn't know about us though when they did that vote no that's, that's true so mm. maybe that's true. It's all changed maybe, maybe Turing wouldn't have had a look in if they'd have known about this podcast. <laughs> exactly. He, he wouldn't have been able to done any of that mathematics stuff. He'd have seen us. He'd be wanking. He'd be just frenzied. Yeah. He'd just be straight all over it. The World War Nazis would have won. He is the right Turing, isn't it? I'm talking yeah, about. Turing, yeah, Turing. Yeah, did the, the Turing Toadbreaker. test. Yeah. The Turing Enigma. test is still the thing that they oh, use yeah. to decide whether or not AI is truly conscious, I think, that you could have a conversation with a, an AI and not know. This, this podcast AI. failed that. Yeah, there's no intelligence on this. <laughs> <laughs> All artificial, no intelligence. Yeah. This week we have some things, don't we? Yep. There's a top five of film and a kids program. Yeah. In a shocking revelation. Amazing. <laughs> and what? And what's this week's top five? I'll ask Harry. It's his right. Shout. Okay. It's a uh, film. Now this is where we get the discussion going. Film continuity errors. Let's do so this. So where you've spotted something out of kilter. With a film, or uh, often this category gets dragged into TV, so I think yeah. we should allow that. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, okay. Yeah. But yeah, um, it's the classic kind of you've spotted the out of place because of the time or era that the film's rolling in in the background, something like that. So okay. it, I thought it would be 
easier than it actually was, to be honest. Well, I've kind of just got errors and fuck-ups as opposed to, you know... Con- okay. But we'll get on to that when we do it. Yeah, yeah, as we nominate each one, we'll yeah, see we how we go. Yeah, we watched the film, which was... The Gentleman, which is the latest... All right, Governor, yeah. uh, from Guy Ritchie, which kind of hit the hit the world in December, just before everything went to shit. So it's kind of had a limited release, but it's yeah. now on Amazon. And then the kid's offering is Spy Racers, which is basically Fast and the Furious mm. with Van Diesel. <laughs> Without further flummoxing, let's launch straight into our top five. Film and TV, let's just say fuck-ups. Yeah. Howie, shoot. I'm going to go for the first one that I have seen, and it's quite uh, infamous on the internet, is in Gladiator. It's in the chariot scene. There's clear photo evidence of when the chariots are racing in the battle for Carthage. The chariot tilts on its side. It's when I think the warrior that's on it gets decapitated by uh, an incoming blade on a thing on yeah. a wheel but you can clearly see gas cylinders in the back of the chariot and those um, gas what's cili- wrong with that well at the time i'm not sure if they've managed to go butane or propane <laughs> so i looked ah, right, you know those fuckers they they didn't put that little symbol on that stated it so i mean that's where the continuity well, perhaps he was it. on his way to a barbecue <laughs> the british safety might yeah the, the, the kite, kite mark wasn't yeah the there. fucking yeah. kite mark wasn't there there's a real error in that just flat out but i was trying to work out those those gas canisters are they going to be for like doing the stunt where it makes it kind of flip or something yeah is that what it's I, for? that's what i thought it's I not for like keeping you warm or doing a barbecue no. or doing they're a getting chair. high what do they call <laughs> hippie crack where it's the nitrous oxide <laughs> so they they just left that in there did they i didn't see it i remember watching the film i don't remember seeing it on well, rem- didn't they they cgi'd Oliver Reed well, he was in that dead. movie because he died. Yeah. Yes, but they so they CGI'd him in, but they couldn't CGI out the gas, gas canister. Well, yeah. I mean, what about all the television cameras? The color that must have been around. They wouldn't have been there at the time. That's true. Good point. <laughs> it's very true. For about a second, yeah. what the fuck is he on about? Oh, oh, I get. Doing, doing a bit of research and looking on the internet, and obviously you have got people employed within the making of all these yeah. productions to minimize this sort of stuff but it seems like just about every film out there has some kind of fuck up in it no matter you know some small some something. of them have got fucking hundreds but there's mm. if, i think there's actually a website called movie mistakes yes there is yeah and you can go by the films that have the most and they literally hundreds upon hundreds of just number one ups. brighton rock <laughs> <laughs> so i really- think that one's difficult though because obviously they filmed the big stunt and from the angle that they were at that gas canister's revealed and then when you come and do the edit afterwards you've got like a big problem like shit but as you say cgi could probably just take it out these i mean they made bloody they're not doing the whole the parthen not the parthen and the coliseum with cgi and millions of bloody Mm. roman citizens and the whole village yet they can't somehow beyond the beyond beyond the realms of possibility (laughs) no Grey gas canisters can't do. Because the, the internet is alive with geeks that will be pausing, 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 screenshot, pausing, screenshot to find anything. So it's not as if they could hide it and rub it off as, oh, well. <laughs> Are you talking about Roger Rabbit again? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently there's a laser disc. Yeah. Riggs, what you got? I The first thing I thought of when I was looking at this topic was that scene in Itchy and Scratchy and Poochie with the nerd. Do you remember? Oh, the comic 
books. Yeah, the comic book, and he's saying, oh, Itchy plays Scratchy Skeleton like a xylophone. He strikes the same rib twice in succession, producing two clearly different tones. What are we to believe? This is some sort of magical xylophone or something. And then Homer just says, gives him some abuse, and he says, oh, I withdraw that question. (laughs) It's it's like a Comic-Con panel thing, isn't it? Yes. Where the other characters go, thank you so much. Homer's just (laughs) shouting abuse at some nerd. (laughs) Uh, So I tried to go as, as close to that guy as I could in my suggestions. So I've got the Muppet Christmas Carol. Uh, Bean Bunny, who shows up at a caroler at Scrooge's business singing Good King Wenceslas. The music for the carol dates back to 1582, but the Wenceslas lyrics weren't written until 1853, which is a full decade after the Christmas Carol was... Public. It's a disgrace, isn't it? I, that they would it do that. Disgusting. It's, a it's a fucking educational film. <laughs> yeah. My my kids are in bits because yeah, of that now. Exactly. Scums. Scums. So, yeah. Horrible. Well, I've I've got one actually that we've chatted about before, and I think it actually improved the film. And it's DiCaprio yeah. slamming his fist down oh, yeah. on the table in Django. So he's what's that film again? <laughs> Django. <laughs> Is or that, just Django. Or like. just Django. Django. Yeah. Django. It's Django. It's a silent J. <laughs> Ango. Well, Dango. you know, however we want to say these things, he's cut his hand and he carried on through the, through the scene yeah. and it actually added to it, not like a gas canister, but, you know, it, it's, it's added Although that to, would the, have added to, to it, the scene. If he'd have crushed um, a gas canister with his And there was, there was another one when I was looking at and I... Don't know if I've written it down here, but it was a similar... Oh, I have. It's Midnight Cowboy. And they try to get New York, a a street in New York shut down anyway. It wasn't happening. So they just had to film on the fly and and try and take over and keep people back. And one of the, the lines in the film is quite a famous line now. He's walking down John Vite and Hoffman's long walk down the, the sidewalk and they try to shoot it. So he's going, hey, I'm walking here. And he's saying that to one of the, the people who's uh, okay, come yeah. in out of yeah. no, out of shop. No, he out into the street, doesn't he? Yeah. A taxi. And it's a taxi. So, hey, I'm he walking here. I'm and walking it, here. And they kept that bit in. It wasn't part of the uh, film. So a potential fuck up that actually went down kept into the film and I'm always amazed at films that tr- that are capable of closing down cities and streets to achieve whatever they're looking for because I always think of 28 days later they didn't know for that yeah, they, they night, couldn't yeah. close anything they they filmed it at like half past 5 in the morning yeah but that's just amazing like holding back pilled up clubbers <laughs> going, please just give us 20 seconds to shoot this but it's it's done really well, isn't it? And it they looks and they they clearly add atmosphere to the audio track by just killing it. Mm. So you don't even hear like background noise or transport or anything like that. But yeah, it's always uh, you think of the logistics involved in New York. I mean, heavens to know how they even got to what they did. No, mouthful of coffee couldn't even say. <laughs> just nodding along <laughs> there. <laughs> but yeah, that, that is crazy when they go into these big city scenes. And I imagine now with lockdown the amount of zombie footage and apocalyptic oh kind yeah of good film point. and footage has just been stopped done <laughs> you know people have just got reels and hours yeah, yeah. and hours well, of stri- those, busy like, streets with nobody on it now the eerie pictures of like i think it was maybe berlin or somewhere like that and where the wildlife had started yeah, to move like coming back in shit, yeah started to move back into the cities because there's nobody about yeah it's pigs Crazy. in italy that's the one i saw 
That's not a film. Not an <laughs> Picked in early, just one of my DVDs. Oh, yeah. got. This is a proper continuity one. It's the, the yellow Porsche from Commando. Oh, well done. Good it's, man. It, it's so bad. Like, <laughs> really bad. There's quite a few in this film, actually. Quite uh, a yeah, few areas. This one, for me, is the... The, the pinnacle of what the fuck was going on yeah. in the idea here. Yeah. Because it smashed to fuck. And then, obviously, I think it's a bit where he drops him off the over the cliff, is it? Over the side of the road. I let yeah. him go. And it off and it's immaculate somehow. He yeah. was hanging around and I let him go. It's beggar's belief how that made it into the final cut of the film. And also, exactly the same thing happens in a film that we reviewed, which was Six Underground. Yeah. The Green Alpha Romeo. Yeah. yeah. I just don't understand that. Seems- that one was again really noticeable. You're watching yeah. it; the car is banged up, and then suddenly it's immaculate. And yeah, it happens a lot in Bond films of recent, and things like I saw. In, I think there's a car chase in the Da Vinci Code in a smart car where it gets smashed to shit, and then it turns a corner and it's fine. Mm. And it's just a, it's really you never see a car like hanging off. Well, the di- you did that with your car; it'd be fucked. The bumper would be reeled under the wheel. You'd be stopped. Going well, this chase is over. Yeah. Can't drive any further. It's fucked. It wouldn't make for a great chase scene in a movie, though, would it? It'd be good. The first it, corner yeah. you take, you stack it into a <laughs> into a fence or something. You know, fuck it. The radiator's burst everywhere. Run, run. With Commando, there was another area, and I just remember it as a kid growing up when one of the minions that you know he shot falls off the roof, and you can see the the blue kind of mattress that he's falling <laughs> off just come into shot, you know? And they should have just killed him. Yeah. They? Yeah. I yeah. mean, realism. Yeah. Back yeah. to number 53. <laughs> That's a good choice. I was going to go for generic car chases, but the one I'll go for is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, we must've seen this, the bit where Indy's in the snake pit and oh, in, yeah, in order fake. for him to obviously Hollywood actor can't really go face to face with a spitting cobra and they have a glass pain that's basically in between him and the snake and you can clearly see the snake's reflection on the on the glass and uh, Harrison Ford's doing all the acting that's required but effectively the whole audience can see that it's separated by, by health glass. and safety gone mad it is imagine eh? back in the day they'd never have done that you watch the old Buster Keaton films where they <laughs> where they slammed oh, like an entire side of the house yeah. Down yeah, he, and it he would just ha- it all out, didn't oh he? yeah, like, they worked it all out. Well, yeah, it's safe as houses. About here, yeah. <laughs> give or take. <laughs> but it was, you know, looking at some of the crazy stuff they would have done back in the day, the, the stunts and everything, the trains. Yeah. I I can't imagine how many people got injured and. and yeah bad nowadays obviously they wrap them up the insurance is there if it stops a a film production a big star it's going to cost them hundreds of thousands but it's yeah a a bit of glass and you've got to get it right haven't you Mm -hmm. if you're going to do it don't see the reflection (laughs) yeah also there's there's one in the matrix that's a bit like that as well where you can see um the camera operator reflected in morpheus's glasses a few times same sort of principle is that not just kind of the matrix though are you really there were you not (laughs) i know maybe also raiders of lost ark the beginning where he goes to collect that gold statue yeah goes through all this big rigmarole all the traps gets to it there's a beam of light just beaming down on it so yes yes why doesn't he just sail through the (laughs) or just just put a bit of rope down you know Mm. hook it up up. up. yeah there you go yeah 
<laughs> Spielberg has wasted hours of our lives. What a prick. <laughs> George Spielberg. Him and Stephen Lucas. <laughs> I have got in Forrest Gump, Sidey's favourite. Forrest claims that Jenny died on a Saturday, yet her gravestone says 22nd of March 1982, which was in fact a Monday. <sighs> but the one so that bullshit. I was going to nominate is Basic Instinct. It's pretty mind-boggling that perhaps one of the most well-known scenes in the world, but certainly from that movie, includes a fairly small, but, you know, nonetheless, a very apparent mistake. During the interrogation, which I'm sure everybody remembers. Well, when you were saying, pause, stop, pause, stop, yeah. before my mind went there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Catherine Trammell lights a cigarette. Then she removes her jacket and fixes her hair, uh, but the cigarette isn't in her hands. And then, then the next shot, the cigarette is back in her grip. Where uh, did it every, go? Where did it go? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Ingested. I <laughs> once saw a um, show in the Far East. That- <laughs> <laughs> cut, cut. Is that what she said? <laughs> cut! I, I've got one that I've not actually seen. It's just something I read about. But maybe I've seen the film, but I just can't remember a car in the back of a big battle green scene in Braveheart. Can you remember that? I've seen the clip on the internet about that. It's a white car that can be seen in the background. It's something like it's just it's it's because the film was actually set in the 13th century, so you could see that. That model of car wasn't that yet. wasn't around yeah. then. No, Ford Anglia. <laughs> But it's just such a classic to, you know, because those scenes, you think they were epic. You had, it was a modern day Zulu, really, with so many people running towards each other. You had him charging along the front with the horse and everything. Yeah. Who the hell is letting some dude away with a car in <laughs> <Yeah>. the background? <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine the directors like, yeah. can we CGI that, please? Yeah. Fuck! It's like, if we've got 30 horses in a row, it's like Lord Just of the Rings. Some joy races in the back. <laughs> hey, big donuts in the back. Though, wouldn't you? you get yeah. the dailies back and you're like, oh, fucking hell, that scene <laughs> yeah. cost $2 million yeah. to make. Yeah, well, it's no. staying in. It's staying in. People yeah. won't look I, at it. I was it. thinking about just, if you're thinking about that, and the, we're potentially saying that directors are relying on CGI to get them out of any shit like that. What about someone like for bait, where he's, not able to look at the film until it's developed like what was it mm. did he say seven months later or seven weeks was, later yeah no it was months it was months so months. he comes back and there's some cunt in the background flicking the v shouting yeah something atrocious like could be one of us perhaps yeah <laughs> i wonder yeah. if it, whether just because they know they've got that in the pocket whether stuff like that is slides because some of these films they had literally tens twenties thirties forties even hundreds of small little areas. Yeah. And okay, you're not going to have noticed all of these all of the time. But at the same time, it's as you pointed out earlier, some dude's job to do this, yeah. continuity guy. Where's he at? Yeah. And I, then, I do think, though, that... Just wonder whether it gives him a, like, oh, it'll be okay. Probably don't pick up on... No, most of these, they won't stuff. take you out of the film. You no, know, it's, it's the emotional. It's, it's uh, where it's where if someone exits stage right and then they come back from the wrong side of the screen, you'd be like, "What the fuck happened there?" Pac-Man, yeah, Bergerac. that sort of thing. But something where there was one I read about with someone's sunglasses. I think it was Django. Uh, oh, that, his sunglasses Django. were around at that time. Django. Yeah. yeah, but it doesn't matter. You know, you watch the film. You don't. Mm. It's not going to spoil the film for you. It's just a. Wait, something. you're saying that Forrest Gump isn't spoiled because? No, it was spoiled. Just by existing, because it's a fucking wretched piece of shit. 
I this is one that we've spoken about quite a few times. It's Back to Future Three. Yeah, the dick pointing. Yeah, but the reason I bring that one up because that's brilliant. But Teen Wolf, you aware of this one? Go on. There's two in Teen Wolf, isn't there? Well, after the championship game. And everyone comes down to congratulate him. There's a guy standing in the rafters who just gets his dick, dick out. out. Yeah, yeah. He's jumping yeah. around with his fly on. And he goes, yeah. gets his dick in the background. Made it, made it into the final cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's still yeah. there. Yeah. It's like those photographs, you know, the, the football, the rugby, and yeah. somebody just kind of lifts their, short, yeah. lifts their shorts up a bit. <laughs> uh, so that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Team Wolf, it's a PG. But I thought, oh, the kids will like that. You know, I remember Team Wolf being quite funny and... And so we watched it. And uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but the whole film is ruined by the fact that Michael J. Fox's mate, who's a bit of a Dell boy, is walking around with a T-shirt that says, in massive letters, I'm with Cocknose. And it doesn't take that T-shirt off for the whole fucking film. Daddy, and uh, Daddy, what's a Cocknose? Cock and, and you just go, ah, oh, it's just some American gag. Don't say that word again. Don't be gagging on Cocknose. <laughs> Name of your autobiography. Okay, so I was going to also go for one that really annoys me because it's massively petty, and that's in Mission Impossible 2, where Dougray Scott and Tom Cruise have a bullshit motorbike off, and they like drive into each other or chase each other. I don't know what the fuck it is. I was get losing quite and get quite angry about it. But Tom Cruise's motorbike changes tire treads about three times halfway <laughs> through the fucking thing because the stunt involves him going over like They're motorbike on sand, aren't they? For a bit, yeah. And there's like and. And I think there's like a dirt bit as well. So you can see he's got dirt tyres. Then he's got slicks for the road. Oh, as a complete motorbike nonce. I would say I just get angry Doug about Doug Scott was a weird choice as a villain. Yeah. Well. yeah. Just came yeah. out of nowhere to be in that film. And he's gone back to nowhere yeah. now. Yeah. It's a real like real low-grade film, Mission That's Impossible 2. That's the one 2. with Tandy Newton as well. Yes. My wife inexplicably hates her. Just hates her. And she doesn't really hate anybody, but she hates Tandy Newton. Really? Yeah. That's strange. I think she's really redeemed herself in Westworld. Yeah, uh, your wife in yeah. Westworld. I, I completed it this week, actually. I finished season three. Oh, right. Okay. And she's just fucking great in it. Yeah. I've only I've smoking hot as well. I've only watched season one. And I've, yeah, I'm, I'm, get ready for the the baffle. No idea what's fucking going oh. on. Still good though. I okay. really liked it. One of the things that kind of annoys me is in Star Wars, where Princess Leia in Return of the Jedi says that she remembers her mother, and then it's really clearly established in Revenge of the Sith that whatever the mother is called dies like Padme. minutes. Yeah. Padme dies minutes after Leah and Well, Luke the longer before. Star Wars goes on, the more it becomes apparent that it was made up on the fly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because the kiss, they the were kiss. not they weren't related at yeah. that point. Uh, there's fucking loads of that. It just really bothers me as continuity across yeah. the films. But the one I'm probably gonna nominate is in everybody's favourite Chuckle Fest Schindler's list. Steven Spielberg striving for authenticity when crafting Killed a load of Jews. this award winning drama. But he should have brushed up on his German because as an SS soldier drags a boy away, he mispronounces the verb schießen, which means to shoot. Instead, he says the verb scheißen, which means to defecate. Uh, that's just Arne Schnitzel. And here comes the Wiener. That's exactly what he says, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Well, I've got another old film, black and white one anyway, Maltese Falcon. Yeah. And... They say, oh, the bird, the bird, you know, and it's it's made of precious metals. And it's, it's supposed to weigh like 40 pounds or something, yeah. isn't it? 
and they're picking it up like it's a balloon. You know, yeah. <laughs> they're flying around one hand and everything. So let themselves down a, a little bit there. But it's such a great movie. I, I can forgive that. Another one, just because I've got a few here to go through, The Wizard of Oz. And at one point, the wonderful Judy Garland, which I watched the biopic of of her recently, which is really good. Nice. Fucked up life. Yeah, it? really yeah. interesting to, to learn more about her life, which I didn't know lots about. doesn't take a, a lot to imagine that any child actor in around the 1930s was going to be exploited for every single... They had a hooked uh, on slimming pills, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. they... they they really yeah, goosed this poor girl up. Yeah. Uh, it was surprising, to be honest, that she lasted as long as she did and did as well as she did for as long as she did because um, looking at that biopic and how they, you say, essentially drugged her, drugged yeah. her to exploit it, you know, threatened her. It was, it was crazy. So she may, it may be f- forgiven for not, <laughs> for, not wear, for not wearing her iconic red slippers in a scene where the, the tweens pelt Dorothy and the scarecrow with apples. Instead, she's wearing uh, black boots. Oh. Yeah. So, um, so she deserved everything that was... Well, potentially. <laughs> you should, yeah, yeah. Perhaps during that take, she had a bit too many pills. Yeah, they also, one that's really annoying in The Wizard of Oz is that they give oil to the tin man but tin doesn't rust so but it must need a lubricant i don't why, tell what me are you planning <laughs> it was just a bit squeaky it's just metal on metal yeah hell of a film oh, it's to the, the rust my kids again we actually ended up buying the wizard of oz because we've seen it three or four times well on the Netflix. whole fucking kingdom yes the whole you're kingdom, minted leprechauns and all or whatever they i've got a, i've got a musical plate that says sings uh ding dong the witch is dead they up there it again that has got to be the mark of an amazing film it's nearly yeah it's what 80 years old 1939 my 90, kids still yeah, love it they chose it over boss baby old. and some other stuff to yeah. watch this weekend amazing good effort shrek shrek yeah, his door from his hut yeah. opens inwards and outwards. Perhaps oh, that's a, could that not just be one of those? No, because he hinged... slams it, and it, so it obviously oh, slams against the frame. Yeah, and yet somehow it's able bullshit. No, what were they thinking? Yeah. We've we've got a, a click clack kind of thing that opens both ways, but if you Can close you it, it fast, it, it slams. So oh, maybe okay. maybe any that. carpenters out there that yeah. want to contribute <laughs> yeah, towards this? Go. Well, I can't True believe this one hasn't come about yet. But the stormtrooper banging his head on the yeah. door, yeah, is a, a nice little one. Yeah, I think it's good that they left that one in. Yeah, maybe, well, maybe they had no choice, but I think it's a nice touch. I, I think so as well. I mean, it's, it's not really a continuity error, is it? No, it's just, just a mistake, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, do you think when, if there's an original audio with that, you can hear the stormtrooper? Oh, for fuck, fucking yeah. hell. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Just stand on me, you bastard. <laughs> it's fucking suit's cut right into me. Chafing. I'm going to go to TV now. Uh, I'm okay. going to go the one that's pretty recent, Game of Thrones, yeah. and it's the coffee mug in the with nobody has admitted it, but they all blamed it on uh, Amelia Clark Daenerys. Is it Daenerys? Is that I blame lots of the end of that series on her. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's a Starbucks, isn't it? What? Is it a Starbucks? Yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, it's like there's a coffee th- cup. In yeah, the in, it's the, after the the they killed the knight. King. They were having a celebratory sort of feast banquet. Well, and they killed the Ice King, the, the Night King. The yeah. Night King. Yeah, yeah and like, they've got a proper takeaway coffee cup. It's not on like the it's table. in the corner; it's, it's right front there. and center yeah. on I, the fucking I, table. I wonder whether you know they were just so pleased that they just thought, "Fuck it," you know, we've done it now. Let's 
No, I, th- I actually think it it's there. sabotage. I reckon it is sabotage. I wonder if they are a bet between them. Right, let's see if we can get this. <laughs> see yeah. if we can leave this. How much there. Starbucks just loved that. <laughs> yeah. Why couldn't they have just done some small independent music label or something? Or, or if they, they had to know. do coffee, why didn't they do somewhere that did good coffee, not utter Well, because shit, yeah. Yeah. Starbucks is probably on set. Yeah, it would be. They would have on set. There was also the very next episode, there was the water bottle under the chair. Yeah. That the, was um, the, the, the ginger one. Yeah. Is that her historic... Sophie Turner. Western Sophie Australia. Turner, that's all. She's a pretty girl. There was also earlier under Stannis, there was a cable, like a computer cable thing under his leg. <laughs> Fuck. They really fucked up. Yeah. yeah. For me, that was what? the turning point. <laughs> Couldn't watch it after that. You got any more? Uh, I have, but I'll wait for my turn next. <laughs> You fucking uh, stupid bastard. <laughs> Don't rush me. In seminal classic <laughs> Evil Dead 3 Army of Darkness, Ash chains Bad Ash oh. to a table. Have you seen, seen that? Oh, oh it's, mate, funny. it's amazing. It's just really funny. It's so good. It's a comedy. I love the Evil Dead movies. It's a comedy. The second yeah. one is one. It's up there in my top 10 movies of all time, Evil Dead 2. It's an absolute classic. But yeah, in the third one, which is more full-on comedy... He chains Bad Ash to a table in the windmill uh, and then he hacks him to pieces with a chainsaw. But the problem with that is that during the scene that preceded that, Ash slaps his horse on the arse to, to sort of scare it off into the woods and it's clearly seen carrying the chainsaw on it. Oh, dear. Yeah, so... Massive letdown. Yeah, yeah. Tell you another massive letdown that I watched and I didn't get this for ages and I know that it's something we've mentioned again before, but the Goonies... And at the end of the film, Data's telling the news reporters the octopus oh, was the really octopus, scary. Yeah. And I was thinking, what? what is it? I didn't even believe this scene existed up until a, a few months ago. When I, have you I think seen you, it? I have seen it because we, we shared it on a WhatsApp group. And clear, clear I can see why it got cut. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah, see yeah. why it got cut. But they did put it back in for the, the Disney Channel's yeah. version. So, although I've never actually, I've only ever seen it on YouTube. I've never watched the film and saw that yeah. uh, scene in. Um, There's another good one in the Goonies where Sean Astin calls. Is that not his name? Yeah. Sean Astin. Yeah, yeah. he is calls it? his brother, who's called Brand, I think, in the movie. Calls him Josh. Josh yes. Oh, yeah, because the actor is Josh Brolin. Yeah. You've Fair just nice. reminded me of another Goonies one, which really I see it every time, and you'll see it now. At the very end, his dad is having to to sign the contract to sign away the house, yeah. and there'll the, be the, no signing. There'll be no signing it, and he shreds Today, it, yeah. no and, it and, he, and he's clearly quite crap at shredding yeah. paper. And he like makes three tears, throws like four bits of paper up, and then somebody on the side has clearly just got a bag of litter, <laughs> and they just throw it, and, and it's still there. You watch it, shredded and it's just, paper. Yeah, it's, it's like a, it's like a Christmas explosion of <laughs> confetti, and it's like fucking hell. It was only a two page contract, you know. How does he manage that? So yeah. Yeah, that just just rem- reminded me. The Simpsons again. Marge is, and Homer are recounting the story of how Maggie came to be, and they are having a flashback to the the moment where Marge is telling Homer that she's pregnant, and there is a picture on the wall of Maggie. Ah, oh, fuck, fuck up, losers, laziness. Okay, my last one. Sorry, last two. I'll go. Quick one is very localised. We all know Bergerac, Love it. local Jersey detective series on the BBC, and he would drive in the tunnel, which is one side of the island, and as he drives out the other side of the tunnel, he's on the other side of the island. So he would go from St Helier to Goree just through the tunnel. So it's a good six miles, maybe, in yeah. total of little roads he's made. So there's often lots of continuity errors there. 
the other one, the one that I was going to mention was, I thought you were going to talk about it a second ago, was when you mentioned The Matrix. There's a scene involving Morpheus and Neo looking into a doorknob, a shiny brass yes. knob, yeah. and they go to turn it, and it's baffling that this actually got through, based on how complex the CGI was in The Matrix for the time. The only way they could cover up the camera that captured this kind of fisheye lens type look was to throw a coat that looked like Morpheus's coat over the camera. On, wasn't it? I think as well. I'm not sure. Well, yeah. If you look at it, they just threw a they threw a coat over it, and it just kind of sort of blends in, but you can really see it if you if you look carefully. And and again, what the fuck was the guy involved in continuity doing? Surely there was a technological way around this, but. See, yeah. I, I think there, and to give the continuity folks a bit of a break, if it doesn't detract too much from the, the flow of the film or the emotion of the film, they probably just leave these things in because our brain doesn't pick up yeah. everything. It's only, I say, people going over and obsessing about these films, looking for these mistakes. Yeah. But yeah, some of them are bigger than that. Last couple from me, Ghostbusters. Egon describes the paranormal activity in New York as being like a Twinkie 35 feet long, weighing approximately 600 pounds. But if you do the maths, a 600 pound Twinkie would only be 6.4 feet long and a 35 foot long Twinkie would weigh approximately 50 tons. This really so annoys Egon me, that is not kind of stuff. <laughs> the other one, and this has always bugged me for a while, it's sort of more about story continuity than anything else. But in Dirty Harry... The movie finishes with the titular Dirty Harry. He's killed. The, he's brought down the Scorpio killer once and for all, and then after some sort of quiet reflection, he throws away his badge. A pretty significant event, really, that is not addressed at all in the sequel, Magnum Force, or any of the other three sequels. So that's always bothered me. They just walked over and picked it up, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I guess that's what happened. Or someone handed it in. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> North by Northwest. Yeah. So one of the kids in this, apparently they'd done the scene a couple of times, rehearsed it. And the scene is where Cary Grant is about to fire a gun. Mm. And the noise obviously bothered this kid because in the actual shoot, you can see him already plugging his ears way before... (laughs) Wait, extra, yeah, yeah, he's just in the back on the table in the back there in like a cafeteria, oh, and this kid's plugged his ears in preparation <laughs> for this coming already. Uh, and a- another one with with guns and and bullet holes, Pulp Fiction. I think this is when they're going to get the the briefcase is, from yeah. Marvin and his crew. There's a load of holes in the walls before they start firing yeah. holes in the walls. Mm. I just thought you could just explain that away by saying there'd been gunshots fired in there before, possibly. But yeah, yeah. it is. It is a bit of an error. Back to the Future 3. There's loads of jet chemtrails visible in the sky in the Wild West. And they're giving us all... QAnon. Something. Yeah, they're doing something. COVID, us. <laughs> um, the Graduate, this is one of the things where the, it made the film better. So the, the very end, after they um, hijacked the wedding... On the bus. And they sat there and they sort of look at each other, they smile, and then it just it sort of lingers and they sort of just... There's a sort of awkward moment where they're just it's kind of left ambiguous as to what's actually going to happen. That was because the director forgot to say cut. Oh, right. And then they obviously saw it back and thought, actually, that works really well. Really. <laughs> that's yeah. better than we would have done. Know, yeah. is this relationship going to work? Yeah, exactly. Or, oh, right. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Similar thing happened in this Scorsese Last Temptation of Christ. All right. With your man crush 
on the on the cross, cross Jesus. Yeah. Boom Defoe. Yeah. S- something happened to the film. It got left open or something happened to it. It was knackered. And there's that light that you see that comes on. Do you remember the scene as he dies? Yeah. There's some sort of cold light and that was just a complete accident. Oh, really? That was a fucked up film fucked rather up film. than and any actual special out. effects. That looks amazing. Scorsese is going to go fucking nuts when he sees this, you know, and he watched it and he thought, oh, actually that's brilliant. That could, you know, be interpreted in however way you want. So left it in. That's a bit of luck, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Marty. Yeah. Divine cool, intervention, you might yeah. say. <laughs> okay, so have you got any more, Dan, or are we ready to round up? I would round up. I've got a rounding up one. Okay. Howie, what are you going to pick? I am going to pick, actually, I'm going to go for the Goonies one because that does, that's so blatant. Which one? The one with the shredded paper. Shredded paper. I'm going to go shredded paper Goonies. Okay. Going out of order. Toss up. Between the Porsche from Commando, but I'm probably going to go for the dick in Teen Wolf. (laughs) (laughs) And that is the quote of this podcast. Going to go for the dick in Teen Wolf. Dan, are you choosing any penis? No, I'm (laughs) going to hold back on the penis. I'm I'm going to go DiCaprio for slamming his hand down because it was one of those... Maybe errors, maybe it wasn't continuity as strictly as we're talking about, but it's certainly added to the film. Yeah. And I think that will be a, a strong case for it. Reeves, what are you putting in? I'm putting in the anachronistic lyrics for Good King Wenceslas because I expect better from the Muppets. So that's the Muppets Christmas Carol. <laughs> Onwards and downwards sideways <laughs> or maybe upwards it's uh your nomination week howie what gem have you got for us this time? well it's brighton rock time from some of the feedback that i've got <laughs> so i went for the gentleman a 2019 action crime comedy somewhat formulaic a guy Ritchie offering that he did with james warren now this is a real hit and miss relationship with this guy because the two of them did snatch and revolver and king arthur and now this. I don't know if you've seen King Arthur. No. It's fucking terrible. Yeah, I've heard that. You do not need to watch that film. It's got David Beckham co-starring. And it's it it, it could have been quite cool. And it falls on so many Was levels. Was it in a Guy Ritchie style? Yeah, so King Arthur's a bit of a geezer. And he's a bit of a Cockney Wevenerall. Ray Winston in it, going. Yeah, 365 bets. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a bit of an, an odd career, Guy Ritchie. I think. Aladdin. Lockstock. Well, but that was a huge hit, though. So I haven't seen it. People who have seen it told me it's dog shit, but... Disney, so that was the new Aladdin. Yeah. Guy Ritchie did that? Yeah. Holy shit. I didn't know that. It's getting another one. Oh, no. But Lockstock, when it came out, was really good. I absolutely loved that movie. There was... It looked different... Uh, and then soundtrack Snatch, the, the soundtrack's soundtrack was amazing great. yeah uh, the story Snatch was good Snatch fucking, I really liked yeah I, I liked I watched it again about a year or so ago still it's a bit but I still enjoyed it mostly for Brad Pitt's scenes I have to say yeah I like the bit Swept of Swept Away which is he wrote the script for it which is the Kenny absolutely Brooke. unwatchable Madonna oh sorry yeah yeah Madonna movie oh yeah it's um, absolutely awful mm. then he did I think the Sherlock Holmes yeah I yeah. like those yeah I like Guy Ritchie, uh, Robert Downey Jr. RDJ. Yeah. And then he did Man from Uncle, which I I really like that movie. I've seen it. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Okay, all right. I'll visit that. I was was sort of 
ready to really pile into Guy Ritchie. And, yeah. And then I looked through his filmography, like you say, and I was like, actually, most of the stuff he's done, I quite enjoyed. Yeah. British director, you know, is he the British Tarantino? Is that the kind of... I think that's how he sees himself. Yeah, okay. With the, we'll probably get onto this as we talk about the film a bit more. But a lot of the, the dialogue, I think he sees himself as being a great fucking writer mm. with these big, long monologues that are in his mind. Genius. Uh, yeah, right up there. They Sometimes they hit, not always. We should get on to the basic plot of the movie, but I think, you know, the I know we do... The plot of this movie was not basic. Yeah. <laughs> I know we do Are We Entertained at the end, but I'll just lay my cards on the table straight off and say I fucking hated this movie. <laughs> I despised it, and I will be talking about all the things I despised. Cool. Yeah, it spoiler, I text Riggs about halfway through, but this is whack. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, well this carry is... on, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Well, this stars Matthew McConaughey. Matthew uh, McConaughey. McConaughey. <laughs> met him. I've met him. Matthew Mahogany. Yeah. It's Matthew tiny, McConaughey. Tiny. Oh, yeah. You, I think you said that before. Yeah, Blenheim Palace. Yeah, but you're massive. No, well, no. He's tiny. And How tiny? Not, like, was he buff? Is like, he taller than me? Uh, Magic it, Mike buff. He's, he's a bit, I'd say he's a bit diddier than you, but he's super thin. Fucking, uh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> sadly, so we're still kindred spirits. Yeah. Uh, it's got uh, Huge Grant. Yeah. Uh, who plays a guy called Fletcher. Matthew, Matthew McConaughey plays Mickey Pearson. Colin Farrell plays a guy called The Coach. Wasn't and Mickey Pearson in Only Falls and Horses? horses. <laughs> I thought that. I genuinely Mickey think Mickey. Pearson, yeah, Mickey Pearson. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if Guy Ritchie's... He was always down the pub with the moustache and he was always a bit dodgy. All oh, right, selling the dodgy. hat. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, um, it was Rodney's mate. Really. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And uh, the main character, well, kind of the main character, is a guy called Ray, who played by Charlie... Is it Hunnam? Yeah, Charlie Hunnam. Who yes. is my wife's pin-up, and that's why we he had to watch it. He's an absolute charisma vacuum. My I, wife I, I found out today he is an Aaron Eckhart. Because I, I thought he was. Yeah. All oh, the way no, through I this a film. Different, a different lookalike for him. Right. Who? What's his face from... Um, oh, that's him, yeah. What's his face? Bane. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Yeah. You got a bit of the Tom Hardy vibe. But I mostly thought, generally thought it was Tom Hardy, and I was, I all the way through, I thought he just looks a lot like, he does look a lot like him, especially with the beard. It's not a bad look, is it? So yeah. he plays Ray, who yeah. is the conciliary to. He was pretty good, Matthew I thought. Mahogany's, oh no, I thought he was terrible, and his accent just. Where the hell was it? It went all over the place for the. Like, it, it did a, like a regional tour of England. <laughs> like sometimes uh, he's Cockney, sometimes he's from fucking Manchester. Maybe I was already in the. Zone. doldrums and I, I thought he was actually relatively quite good uh, right so back to the story losers yeah so Matthew Mahon- Mahogany he's an American expat who tries to sell off his highly profitable weed empire in London to a billionaire which triggers off a fairly sort of typical Guy Ritchie plot with schemes flashbacks bribery double crossing blackmail somewhat over complex areas somewhat kind of going nowhere areas it's a bit of fun, and I think that's what you need to take with a Guy Ritchie film like this. It plays... A, uh, my initial first thought was, oh my God, are we going to sit through something where everybody sounds like Jamie Oliver, where everybody is a Mockney, Mockney geezer, and all this stuff. And I thought it's going to be painful to watch. And uh, and it started off with, oh Christ, please don't be like that. Please don't be like that. But I don't think it did quite go that far down that way. I think the film starts with Mickey in a pub and a gun is pulled on him. You hear a bang uh, and you see blood 
along with the pint glass. There is and a, a pickled egg. And a pickled egg. You ever had a pickled egg? I never had a pickled yeah, egg. Yeah, it's nothing much, really. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't it's just, that well. It's supposed to be like a sort of a snack that goes yeah. with beer. It's like pretz, a pretz, a pretz. I don't like cold egg. It's absolutely all. revolting yeah, to me. Yeah, it sounds fucking horrible. Revolting. Yes. I'd rather was, have a pickled uh, onion. Oh, pickled onion. Pickled, yeah, onion. pickled yeah. onion, but not uh, a pickled it's egg. It's more the, the actual vinegar. I would just drink the vinegar. And but also, this was Guy Ritchie's actual Pickled onion, Chris. Yeah, do you see the Do you see the when he pulls the pint? It was his gritchy beer or something like that. His, him and David Beckham's pub, I think. And, and so the film basically starts with almost the end scene. So he's on the phone and in his wife. Res. That's there we what go. Called, and he goes to his wife. Who's that? Who's that? He can, he's talking to her. And, and then the gun gets pulled and then it shot, goes to black. For me, it's kind of then goes. What do I mean for me? The fucking film. It's not for it was me. for me as well. It's for me, yeah. yeah. There were some Hugh good Grant. quotes. There were some there, there, visits. Um, yeah, yeah. Freddie, who's this rather camp investigative journalist, tries to basically kind of does he kind of break into Ray's house and well, he was of, there wasn't yeah, he he was there when he arrived he's there yeah. when he arrives and uh, he says I want to talk to you about a proposition and when he says no get the fuck out he says a great line which is and the way that he says it I'm not going to just don't be canty <laughs> <laughs> and I like that I like that line I was, <laughs> yeah see movie, uh, and basically Hugh Grant has offered him uh, he's a private investigator who's offered him a story about his boss that he's blackmailing him about and says look for 20 million I can get rid of all the evidence of this story about your boss. The newspapers will give me 150 grand. So I'm seeing this as a bit of business. And then it turns into basically Freddie starting off the story and the events that he has seen and witnessed and recorded about the business dealings. He kind of narrates it then, doesn't he? Narrates he? It. It's he does, a... but it's also framed like this sort of weird meta thing where he's telling you the script of the movie that you're yeah. that he, that he yeah. wants to make which then allows Guy Ritchie to do all these sort of not very subtle meta stuff about filmmaking and... Because he offers it to Miramax. You can take this script. Did that age really badly or was that a joke? I didn't... Oh, God, yeah. uh, It's a tail end of... 2019. So, so when did Weinstein the... come out? That's been a few years. That's 17, a long, yeah, 27. Okay. And there was another good line at this point when he, he, I think Ray calls Freddie something else and he says, oh, I like it when you talk like that. I feel myself engorging. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, you know what you're getting yeah. with Guy Ritchie. Well, you well, think you do if you've seen Snatch and you've seen Lockstock. You hope what you're getting with Guy Guy Ritchie is another one of them and potentially the the Sherlock Holmes films which I, I really enjoyed a few others the King Arthur stuff I've not seen the Aladdin I wasn't even aware that it was him but that's different again you know you get style over maybe everything else it's it's shot it's cut it's yeah. to, you know it, yeah. there, there's snappy dialogue and, and things so it's got it, that sort of hyperactive quality. It does, to it. yeah, and, and that's very much a Guy Ritchie film. Yeah. You wouldn't even really need to have listened to it just just to get the the shots and things. You'll pick up very quickly. You wouldn't need to watch the start or the end to go, oh, this Guy Ritchie. You'd have a stab at, oh, this guy because he's distinctive. And for me, there was the performance in this Matthew McConaughey and um, huge, <laughs> huge, McConaughey. huge Grant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed this film. I thought it was really, really decent. I was in the mood for it. It was one of those that I w- it was the right time for me to sit down and watch just a story about the East End, the weed business, lots of intricate goings and characters, interesting characters, the dialogue, sometimes 
They're not really, really interesting funny. characters, particularly though, are they? And most of the I, everybody in this was an arsehole, basically. Well, and there, there were lots of like very, you know, like Colin Farrell is in this and he's really funny. And absolutely, he's a good character, but they're not. There's faults with it. There's faults with the film. Potentially, the characters needed longer in in different areas to to really that, get to yeah, know them a little bit more. Is, he wants to surprise you or make it a twist every fucking two minutes something happens and you're trying to keep up with what whether it be with on. a star so a huge the, star the coming in in a small grind video and then that made something. me laugh i did think that was quite funny I I, it was quite funny but yeah. it was just another thing and then so and so was double crossing so and so and then there was another twist on that and you're like, oh, <sighs> i can't keep up. i can't be bothered with this it what i don't like is this sort of he he this fetishized view he's got of this gangster underworld mm. and i just find it so fucking unnecessary and he really glamorizes this lifestyle it was fresh 25 30 years ago yeah. when lockstock came out yeah and the characters were relatable uh but these guys are all it's just the same shit it's just oh, really really ha- okay so he, he hasn't let again. go of the overall craze feel of east london or london he, he yeah. brings that almost to to every film that i've seen him do there's there's always you know it's the, whether it be the accent which I really like because, you know, London is in the family. So I enjoy listening to these kind of accents and things. And I know it's over the top and I know it's, but it's a Guy Ritchie film and it it, well, it cuts and chases. And Like you say about being in the right frame of mind, I perhaps was not because Spurs had just fucking given up a 3-0 lead. <laughs> to West Ham. Go on, Lanzini. So got it in there. I was in a fucking stinking mood and I'd fucking heard loads from you already. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm sorry... Hugh Grant, if you ever listen to this, but I fucking hate you. <laughs> Boo! I hate everything you've I been in. I love Hugh Grant. Yeah. I like Hugh Grant. It's Fuck never you. fucking been anything good. And Paddington 2. He was in this a lot, and I just can't fucking bear him. So I was, I, I I was thought, on a fucking loser. Hugh, I thought you were phenomenal in this. I, 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 I did too. You, you were really no, good. You were really funny. Was, and I'd well, like to see more of you doing yeah, something Apparently, like the bit he had to do, so he had to shoot that entire block of, of people. Yeah, <laughs> he had to shoot that entire conversation. It's something like 40 pages of script in a very condensed time like frame. This. I don't like what you're about to say. He made a load of notes and um, it basically hadn't memorised his lines and his stuff went missing or got lost. And so he, they were like, oh, he had to do it with that. Learn the fucking lines, be a professional, you <laughs> no, stupid cunt. Speak to Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Exactly. 50 fucking times. You're like, I, what, I was supposed to be impressed because he didn't fucking so memorise his lines. What, that's the story. Load, I didn't know that part of the story. I was just going to say no, he, he had, had, had a, a short of, um, period of time. They shot that in five days. Okay. It, so he never met Matthew Mahogany. He yes, that's, that's yeah Charlie the Hunt. premiere and stuff. Yeah. But it, they were saying he, he had a load of crib sheets and stuff for, to, to do those lines. And I'm thinking, just fucking learn them like a fucking actor would, you prick. Yeah. I hate him. That's <laughs> a Mel Street hate here. him. Yeah. Street, Enter our protagonist. Oh, <laughs> he's good no, looking. He's it. gorgeous. Yeah. He's golden age. He's a proper handsome I mean, cunt. The best, the best <laughs> and probably the but the definite standout for me and the, the best character in this was Coach. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Love Colin Farrell as this. He uh, he's brilliant. clearly a really funny guy. But yeah. This and the lobster, and they're, they're very different types of humour. But I never would have... I, I always understood him to be a bit of a prick for based on yeah. the sort of media image, but he's it, obviously a oh, really funny guy. When, when he fucking gets... In Bruges, we're going to jump yeah. loads of scenes here, but because we're talking about Colin Farrell, in the film, when he, him and his lads get the uh, guy that runs a newspaper and they basically kidnap Eddie him. Eddie Marson, again yeah. in a fucking know, Richie movie. But, again... But, the but they get him. To, they, they blackmail him by getting a pig to fuck him, and they're watching. I didn't know which way round. He fucked the pig or the pig? Yes. Him. 
stolen out of Black Mirror. That was a dark episode, out. wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. the, the introduction in the cafe when the lads try and rob him, the, yeah, they hold him, they hold a knife to him, and Colin Farrell so composed. Yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> just beats them all up. Like, right, come down to the gym and we'll see what we can teach you. Yeah. It was brilliant. It was just really good introduction. That was the highlight for me. I mean, describing the plot, it's just a fuckload of. Then I went here. And there was this horrible person, and he double-crossed me. Then I went no, somewhere else. Cause, no, you're, you're being unfair. So Matthew McConaughey, he's a Rhodes Scholar student who comes over to the UK, starts realising in within all his high friends and uh, Eton or wherever yeah, he's, he's Oxford, gone, Oxford. Oxford, yeah. Oxford. He, so he, he suddenly gets all these connections, and they all like the weed that he's able to mm. get. And... It talks about his early darker days, where yeah. after he's, he, he's uh, yeah, after he progresses through street dealing, he takes a, another rung or two up the ladder, and he's had to get his hands dirty with blood and everything. Yeah, he's and presumably taken out all his competition. Yeah, so suddenly he's earned this empire, which he wants to sell for four hundred million quid. And well, he's 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 basically trading off the back of country houses. So these country houses are run by basically aristocrats who haven't got That's a penny to rub between yeah. them. So he's basically saying, "I'll give you a million Which I really like this. I thought that really was a idea good idea because you've got these yeah. huge houses, estates, estates yeah. that cost hundreds of thousands to run each year. It's not coming in like it used to for the gentry there. No. They, you know, they they need different ways. And Half of them are fucked off God. down to Cornwall, haven't they, and yeah. brought up down there? But, <laughs> but no, but it costs a fortune to keep those houses. Of course, up, it none does. None of them have got any fucking jobs. So no, yeah. no. <laughs> they they, yeah. So having somebody build a a tunnel essentially under their field mm. to grow copious amounts of weed was ideal for them. They get a million pound a were, year Were you for watching doing that it? thinking, I wonder if people actually fucking do I mean, They yeah, must do. I totally was wondering the same thing. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe it has. I don't know. But he was going to sell his business to Matthew Berger, who is played by Jeremy Strong, who is an actor I think is absolutely brilliant. He uh, just finished watching Succession. Watch it. I just have to say watch it. He's amazing and it plays Kendall Roy. It's a fantastic character. I've heard a lot of things about Succession. It's, yeah. brilliant. it's brilliant. It's right up there with some of the, you know, the best. He's dreadful in this. He's playing a kind of camp yeah. Israeli... Didn't steal the show at all. No. no. Uh, but I know him to be this really tremendous actor. So All, all the actors were, you know, Big guns, really. Mm. They, and I think that's another one of Richie's, certainly his later kind of stuff, where he's bringing in Beckham. He's bringing in people that will bring in people no, to go had, and watch you're his right. film. He's always cast well, because yeah. even Lockstock... Dexter Fletcher. All four yeah. of the guys, the leads, they weren't particularly big actors, Jason but they all Statham. went on to have yeah. pretty big careers. Yeah. So he's... And, you know, casting in, like, uh, Man From Uncle is really good. Casting in this is really good. It's just the story and everything else well uh, yeah i must admit you you go with it i was in the mood too and you don't get too worked up about lots of things that might have been better and it wasn't a perfect film but i was looking at a film for a couple of hours this was a story and it as i say it cuts at the beginning like he's about to to bite the bullet and, and and take a shot to the head there's this kind of mantra he has doesn't he where he's saying there's only one rule in the jungle when the lion is hungry he eats Mm. and he's that's his dominance in this field because there's a lot of people 
in and around the gangster world, as you would expect, who want to take his throne. And they hear that he's selling up. They hear little rumours. And it's a big kind of... It's a bum fight to get to his... Yeah, his and, and the, there's a lot of jiggery-pokery in the background and, and noise to try and drive the price down, yeah. which makes... He he's kind of a step ahead. You don't realise that all the way through the film, and maybe you would if you guessed along. Who, mahogany, mahogany or yeah, no mahogany. Well, Ray is a step ahead, as we find out. Only at parts, though, and then sometimes he's behind. That was yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, you know, I thought, will it deter some people? It, you know, the the whole kind of Guy Ritchie thing from going to see. Yeah, if you don't like his films, you won't like this one. Yeah, I do like quite a few but of his films. So it, it was I was I'd only heard positive things about it as well, I have to say. Yeah. yeah. Everyone at work had seen it, loved it. Is um, it been overhyped for you then? Was it no, one of those? I was just going in the only thing going in was that I knew it had Hugh Grant. So I was really like that's why I hadn't seen it to date because I just Well I, I heard I that before it watching it that his performance was really good. Yeah. And I I must say I like Hugh Grant. He's done some shit as well. Did you go, Oh fuck when so one of the one of the ways to ingratiate himself to the gentry uh mahogany goes to get the daughter back from a crack den mm. to take back to the family and there's a bit of a fracas and one of the one of the fucking guys who's sort of with his with this girl aslan aslan, aslan the, yeah. lion. the lion the lion, the lion, yeah. lion <laughs> of the wardrobe. he fuck, fucking gets pushed off the top of that building yeah. fucking hell i did oh you just you knew it was going to happen, and and this this is where maybe the film had so many different threads. Yeah, going this was a thread that was needed. You, I don't think. Yeah, you I look, didn't really get what this. Well, he was a Russian. Died as well. I didn't really, he he was the son of a Russian well, oligarch yeah, or something. Part, so, yeah. well, but it never really pivotal in the in the resolution of the plot, which I also fucking hated, and I'll talk about when we get there. Yeah, <laughs> again, it just seemed a bit rushed along that bit for me. That yeah, that, how it, it but. I let it go because I wasn't, you know, I was having a good time otherwise and I wanted to see what would happen. Well, what does happen is that some other things happen. Mm. Lots uh, were of they at things. an Arsenal match? Uh, yes. They were at the Emirates. They were at the Emirates. Yeah, at the Emirates. Uh, it all feels really outdated. What about and- the projectile vomiting scene? That looked so fake to me. It was like fucking Team America. Yeah. Yeah. With the poisoning of... He had an English name. I can't remember. I think Lord, it was supposed to be It was funny. Lord something. Lord. No, it's the dragon eyes or something like that. Was dry it? eyes. No, dry eyes is George. Boss. Lord George. Lord, Lord George. Lord George. Lord I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. It, I I liked it. It it moved a lot. The it was a fast pace. It was a couple of hours. Maybe for me. I would probably want to watch that again before I would go back and watch lock stock or, or snatch purely because I think those two have dated a little bit more but it was if you like those it's almost the trilogy of that kind of film yeah. for me yeah you know yeah, it, and hopefully he will now go and say i'd like to see him do something else or a, a slightly different style just to show that he's got another trick to his well he's written a fucking tv miniseries of this i know well do you know do you know what this kind of reminded me of but wasn't as good it was the uh, Battlestar Galactica exactly yeah. <laughs> no, the Muppets Christmas Carol no it was the good guys you know with Ryan Gosling but, and no, Russell that's really good Crow. it is really good yeah so it had that for me it was like I, I prefer that one 
But I just thought that was a kind of, I don't know why it, genre. you know, that it was an action comedy genre thing. And then they haven't seemed to do another one of that, which I'm really gutted about. So when you flop. tell me that they're going to do. It was a big flop. Which I, I found hard. Yeah. yeah. But but this is going to be a hit by all kind well, of we can reasons, that, I guess. Stuff happened and it ended. Yeah. And the end was a complete ripoff of The Long Good Friday. Yeah. Total rip shot off for shot. The, shot for shot. Yeah. And I don't is that and then the movie itself is a bit of a rip off of that. Is that a homage or what I mean, what is that? I don't know. I've never seen the Long Good Friday. I don't even it's know what really it is. It's really good and the ending's absolutely iconic with Doesn't have you grant it. Bob Hoskins watch it. getting into a taxi with the IRA basically and not knowing whether he's gonna be killed or not, which is the same ending that happens in this thoroughly dislikable movie. <laughs> I think I'm going to be controversial and cause a scene. I think these two are being snobby about it. Yeah. I think you, you come in. I get what you're saying, but I think you, you, I think you are because this is what, this is what movie people, this is the whole popcorn film, like a mission impossible style thing. And I think you have to approach it like like that. Mission impossible movies, but I think you have to approach it like that. Whereas, you 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 have your your film that you just mentioned, Long Good Friday, and there's that, and, and and from what I can gather from what you said there, he's he doesn't know whether he's going to live or die. The IRA, real serious content. Well, this he gets into a cab and he makes a little joke, and the fucking taxi driver turns around. It's Ray, and he makes a little joke. It's less of a dawning fuck me, I'm fucked. You don't think of it like you think of it as. Yeah, this is going to be another comedy caper type thing. And you have to take it for what it is, I think. Uh, but I like plenty of schlock. I, You know, we just talked about the Mission Impossible movie. I like the Fast and Furious franchise. <laughs> you know, there's, I, I, I like plenty of that stuff. But when it's done well, but this this was just like... He has a formula, a, Guy Ritchie, and I get... He's a one-trick pony, and that trick is really old now and very mediocre. And it's try, it was trying way too hard to be edgy. I think he performed that trick well here. That's the difference, I guess. I'm not uh, disagreeing that he's but got. No, this is anything new. I just think well. that I just think this was a, a typical Guy Ritchie film, and it was all right. You know, it wasn't. Yeah, it, 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 it was good. It was entertaining. Kept me kept me watching for for a couple of hours, and I have yeah. It, it you had, know, I would levity. recommend somebody it, to watch it. It, it had some you know? levity to it. It filled. I kind of watched it. Yeah, it's all right. That's okay. I, I laughed in places. Yeah, if I you, did. If you don't like Hugh Grant, you must fucking really must have fucking hated it because he was like all over it and yeah. and the the way that he was into it. If if you don't like a certain person in a film, I could see why you'd just be like fucking hell, fuck. And and I get that, but I think it was. I didn't watch it and think of other films that I'd seen, other than. I thought of Lock, Stock, and Snatch in the style and mm. the genre of it, and the and the the formulaic. Oh, there's going to be a twist here. Oh, and then at the very end there'll be a little twist, and that's what Guy Ritchie's guilty of. And I think you're dead right in saying I think it's a mistake that it's going to go to small screen because I think that's just going to be bollocks. It'll be full of low rate mockneys. Uh, whereas I think you're right in saying he needs to do something else now. King Arthur was his attempt at doing something else, but he strayed back into that realm and it was shit. It, it may, maybe with the, the TV, he's going to give that to somebody else and they'll just kind oh, of take, it, take it on. Rights. And and that might then yeah. make this work. I think there was enough characters in there that could be built on. Nobody got too much time to, to shine. Um, but it's a film that doesn't take itself too seriously, I think. I mean, you think of Hugh Grant, Mahana. Mahonahu, you've got Mahoney, 
you know, all these all these other they're in a in a film where I think they're had a, having a bit of a laugh and the fact that you're telling me Hugh Grant didn't even bother to learn his lines tells me that they all kind of comfortable and just rolled it out and said, okay. And I thought it was okay. I thought it worked. I really enjoyed it. There. We've but got a split. We've got a proper split budget tonight. for it was $22 million. Okay. Not Box outrageous. Office. Box can bear in mind. No, no, it had a good it was few a, months before. Yeah, we it had about three months release, I think. What do we reckon? It should be enough to have clawed I, that back. I don't back. remember it at all. So I think it's probably bombed. I think no. he get. I think he's got a cult following enough, and I think those stars do will get stars. enough people in. Yeah. So you've got Colin Farrell, you've got and it got good reviews. Yeah, you know, who you've, so you've got. I, th- I think it looked yeah. all right. I, th- I mean, it's a bloke fest, isn't it? There's there's one girl in it. There's I think two female characters yeah. in it. His wife. Another reason I didn't like it. His wife, who's the victim of a sexual assault. Yeah, and, and the other one, Laura, and her who, garage that she had was just full of these sort of like, Fast and Furious cars. Well, they, no, the women <laughs> yeah, in there. She employed them, but they were like porn. You yeah, know, it looked like a man's version yeah, it, of what yeah. a female in the workplace might look like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just really like. Nasty. Your garage not like that. Where do you go? Yeah, fucking hell. And the other, <laughs> like like, the other, only other female role in the movie is basically a just a walking plot device who dies of a heroin overdose. Yeah. So. so apparently, Kate Beckinsale was supposed to be the wife, and she pulled out. And I that didn't was, think that was it only did on a three-month well. release because then COVID kicked in and well, cinemas went to shit, yeah. which is still really terrible. So that style clearly still has still fans still beyond the two like in this like room. Everyone I've spoken to really liked it. Yeah. So. I'm clearly, myself and Reese clearly in the minority. But on that bombshell, Howie, were you not entertained? I was. Greatly. Reese? An amalgamation of tropes you've seen before, dull and infantile jokes, really never quite clear who you're supposed to be rooting for. Is he reviewing our podcast again? Yeah. <laughs> uh, really mean-spirited and a sort of sense of humour that's a bit like when you disappointingly find out that a sort of older member of your family is really racist when they post stuff on Facebook or something. That's, that's what it felt like, like your racist uncle. Uh, there is interesting thematic material that's in there, like the class divide, how middle age mellows you, the relationship between the media and the underworld, none of which is, is explored in any kind of interesting way. I know this movie's dog shit and I did not like it. I don't know if I've made that point. Oh, don't be canty. <laughs> <laughs> he was really good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah uh, well, while you thought the gentleman was pungent, I thought it was actually pretty good, and I would go and say, watch it. I, you know, it's it's not going to blow your your socks off, but for me, it was a, a solid sort of seven out of ten. Yeah. For me, it's a no. I don't like Hugh Grant, but <laughs> <laughs> possibly. For that reason, didn't go into it with a particularly open mind. But I don't like the dialogue, and especially when Michelle Dockery said after the first heist on the his one of his underground greenhouse thingies, and he said, "Oh, something's gone." And she says, "There's fuckery afoot." I got a magazine out and started <laughs> fucking reading. I couldn't fucking bear it anymore. <laughs> uh, uh, that was about halfway through. I fucking despised it. It's just a rehash of films that I did enjoy, like Snatch and Lockstock. But like you, Reese, I just think it's fucking, that's ancient now. Yeah. Move on. And it was trying to be too clever for its own good, and I just didn't rate it. No, not for me. A split. The 
children's segment of the week brought to you by the Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah, it's uh, got executive producer rights from uh, that absolute monolith of a producer, Vin Diesel. You know, uh, DreamWorks have found basically a storyteller for our time. <laughs> so, so just to be clear, this this was called Speed Racers. Spy Racers. Spy Racers. Fast right. and Furious. Really locked in there, didn't I? But he is to do with it, Vin yeah, Diesel. Yeah, yeah. He stars in it. He's in it. He's in it. Is that blatant character, right? Yeah. They weren't just ripping him off, though. he produces it. Yeah, he's got something to do with it. It's, I bet... God, it's one of those executive producers. It's a DreamWorks slash Netflix original content. It's a uh, Netflix as well, is it? Fairly, fairly new. I think we've got two series. Yeah, there's... We watched season one, episode one. Yeah, well, that was the plan to watch episode one from series one. My kids kind of took over the TV after watching the first one, and we've watched nearly fucking all of them. My son absolutely loves this. Bizarrely, this ticks every fucking box for him. And he's he normally watches all the Studio Ghibli stuff. He'll watch Troll Hunters. He watches all of that. And then he watched this, and he was like, he spilt his tea all over his face because he was trying to eat baked beans whilst watching it. My daughter was watching it. She's 10. She fucking loved it too. And was like, How old's your son? My son's eight. Okay. And they, I have to say the first episode I recommended to watch just because we wanted to see, you know, get a bit of a grounding as to what's going on. It does get a bit better in two and three because you understand what goes on. But effectively, it's the Fast and Furious franchise in a cartoon series. Episodes two and three are the one where, based around, I don't know which one of the films it is, but they drive a tunnel through a tunnel in Mexico. Do you remember that one of the films? There's that in it, and it's exactly the same plot altogether. But my thoughts going through this, all the time watching it, through all the the, the graphics and all the design and the loud noise and and all the God knows what was going on, was... Effectively, this is about criminals yeah. and drug dealers, and they've just taken the word drug out, and it's it's just basically that for, for kids. Uh, I've only ever the... seen one of the Fast and Furious films, and then I know they went up to like 10, but eight, eight now, whatever. Yeah. Eight, so I thought you've seen, <laughs> I thought you've seen one, you've seen them all, Dan, and having, having part of you know this watching it, I watched it with my daughter who's not into cars, and I'm not really you know, a big yeah, red yeah. head or anything. You've seen my motor. Couldn't be. Old van. It was a watchable thing for however long it went on, 20 minutes yeah. or so. There's just so much other stuff, I think, that gets our attention. The, the, the basic theme is Fast and the Furious. So if you've seen that, in this particular one, he's just getting a crew together of youngers. Reddles. Tony, Tony Toretto, his who cousin. is Dom's cousin. His cousin, yeah, it's his yeah. cousin. If, and now you won't know this because you're not a Fast and Furious aficionado, but family is a really big yeah. concept. For <laughs> Criminal they're families. talking about <laughs> their families and their brothers. Everybody's a bro- They just bang on about their fucking families endlessly. And and so that's why he's looking after his cousin and getting involved well, yeah. into Tony criminal really wants activities. wants to emulate uh, Dom, doesn't he? He wants to be uh, basically street criminal. Um, but he, he, he's... The the, traffic laws. To, to be clear, though, they, the kids are working for the government now. Yeah, they're spy they? kids. Yeah. But it all troops around the start of the film. Miss film? Nowhere is the, the government agent. With a handbag of yeah. many tricks. 
But it starts off with a boat out to sea and the lookout goes, what's that? And they look out over towards the cliffs and he goes, it's just a load of motorbike racers. And then follows a motorbike going off the edge of a cliff. Lands I quite on enjoyed the, that. Scene. Lands off the back of a boat. They steal a car. The car kind of drives off the boat at full tilt and lands on another boat, isn't it, or something? And the boat opens like up. We're only about two minutes in at this yeah, stage. Yeah. <laughs> so there's, there's, there's those got. I was trying to think where the graphics reminded it. I'm sure it's like mo- Commodore 64. <laughs> <laughs> the, the animation in this yeah. was so budget. Is it got something to do with Paw Patrol though? It was like they only had enough money to either <laughs> animate the cars or the people, yeah. and they couldn't do both, so they chose to do the cars. But you see how small the Le- Tony Toretto's hand was. He had two tiny <laughs> people. Do you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of a PS2 or PS1 graphics yeah. with Tomb Raider, you know, with the block body yeah. walking. And at one point, um, Vin Diesel says, uh, well, you know, I can't come along with you because, you know, you can't go undercover with me. And I'm thinking, why not? You look fucking nothing like him. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely nothing like him. <laughs> yeah, I thought I liked the concept of the des- the, des- the design. Fast and Furious. No, the, the animation design. I quite liked it. It reminded me a little bit, was it? Remember Mask? When yeah, we, I love when we kids. Mobile Armor Strike. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Matt Tracker. Yeah, but it looked like they'd, you know, it looked like they'd assembled it over an evening using like yeah. pirated three D models. This so has been like, thrown together pretty quick. Yeah, but it seems to be a formula that Netflix are doing, yeah, isn't it? The tentacles they are, of think, characters we have know- to explore out and squeeze, like squeezing yeah. a, a, an orange or something. Well, just, you know, they just want to get all the juice out of everything. They'll just go. Franchise, popular, make a thing of it. Yeah. Uh, well, it's killing, yeah. Start a new one. Transformers. Yeah. The algorithm is not exactly subtle, is yeah. it? It's like, you need to get some new subscribers. Uh, right, that IP, nick that, yeah. make a thing, mm. churn it out. People like it. If it's a it hit, off, great. A if it's one. not, they're already subscribed. On now, with so the next. next one. That's how their business model works. It's pretty ruthless. I mean, you look at the the, the money involved. Content, sometimes there is good content on Netflix. You do sometimes. Have there's to... a lot of hit. there's a few shows that I fucking love. Yeah, but my one of my favourites is Glow. Yeah. And it's been canned after three series, and it's been fucking great. Yeah, and and then, you know, it, they just pull the plug, and you're like, Apparently, it hasn't even ended. You know what I mean? They don't, uh, they don't end it when it's finished. F- for now, it's just cut. Yeah, it's just cut in the middle of it's it. Not making money anymore. Let's apparently, never mind the fans the thing of the show. You should do is Google how to wipe your algorithm on Netflix. It's possible to do it, and it's worthwhile to as well. You get all. You it definitely of, is because if yeah. your missus gets watches something on your profile. It's forever tainted and you get fucking... My profile is fucked because it's like all these hideous horror movies and then like a load of Peppa Pig and like... How much much, uh, have they got in their catalogue that you can look at? How much is... Well, I frequently spend about an hour and a half just Mm. trawling through the menu to find something to watch. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot on there. Just going back to the animation and the cuts and the the sort of the rushed effects. (laughs) 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 The... uh, Transformers had that as well. Do you remember they had some real dodgy yeah. areas of animation, followed by a bit of class, and to be in some effects, She-Ra did as well. Mm, yeah, so still they- big in our house, She-Ra. Yeah, yeah it's massive in our house. Yeah, and every time the music comes on, it's like anxiety-inducing. You're just like, oh fuck, I'm going into war again. <laughs> like <laughs> they had a very clear stylistic choice, whereas this, I think, was just kind of rushed. Neon felt to me like they just wanted to get it out there. And if you put fast cars on the screen, young lads are going to like it. Yeah. But there wasn't much more to it than that. The, the, yeah, the kind of style of it reminded me a little bit of Channel 5 early in the mornings 
with that kind of just bold neon yeah. block yeah, yeah, yeah. colors, and that's disappointing because yeah, like you said, it's it's a it's a it's a fun franchise, and I think they obviously want to get the kids on board to that, so then the kids get on board to the next uh, Fast and Furious franchise yeah, film. Yeah, but don't and... you think that's really weird marketing? Yeah, well, it is. So like, the content, th- it's like because this is a film series that basically starts every movie with with a shot of a girl's ass at yeah. a race, yeah. and then ends on a shot of a girl's ass. It's like if you watch Tokyo Drift, yeah. well, the, as the episodes go on, there's one episode that's almost again in effect a copy of the Tokyo Drift Fast and Furious with all the glamorous girls and the and the selling of hooky goods and stuff like that. And I was watching Wait, it getting again. upskirted on. <laughs> And and I was trying to work out quite what the Tony, whatever his name is, Toretto, uh, Toretto, Toretto, what he was actually doing for the government that was legal, because it just seemed like they were hijacking lorries again and <laughs> and shit like that. And I was like, there's 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 no moral content. I know every cartoon doesn't need to have moral content, but it was like, yeah, you're you're basically going to end season five with him killing a cop or something yeah. and just go and now nicely put you can now watch Fast and Furious 8 with Shaws and Hobbs you know? yeah. well, and, the kids get recruited because they're good at driving illegally yeah. you know, and just being fucking terrorized well, to, to infiltrate the, the gang of people gang that are Shifter. having drag yeah. races Shifter, which at the front for their organisation is illegal road races my son's favorite quote was you're a butt rag that particularly made him butt laugh rag. and my son also really likes the fact that the guy had rockets for car engines this is all ex- explicit notes he told me but the one thing that he did mention is there's loads of crashes they don't really show lots of people dying because that's what would have happened isn't it daddy I mean, yeah there yeah. would have been lots of fatalities and yeah. their insurance rates oh fuck yeah right yeah. through the yeah. fucking roof so all those things you don't see do they they yeah. don't have a no an episode on paperwork <laughs> <laughs> the slow and tedious <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this week Toretto gets his provisional yeah. on a 125 motorbike yeah. <sighs> will he pass will he fail so the big man himself actually does make an appearance for a few minutes in this. Yeah, he's um, in it a lot more as well throughout. Is he? Oh, is he really? I thought maybe he would just phone in that just, one. No, just come for the yeah for the yeah. first episode to give it a bit of gravitas and then fuck off. Yeah, that's what I assumed. No, he's in it. A bit, he's, he's in it in the others. I've he seen. probably did them all in a day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the whole legality of the illegal street racing never really occurred to me because I thought one of the things it didn't you know that I thought that this was fairly inoffensive. It didn't seem, you know, people weren't being particularly nasty to each other, wasn't it? Just kind of good well, guys Well, they, they are recruited into this government agency that we don't know what they're called. But straight away, they go rogue. They're yeah. told, don't, don't go on the operation. You know, we could pull out. We're, we're, it'll take us X amount of months to build the car and all that. Yeah. And they just go... Like, oh, fuck it. They were like oh, Colin Farrell's anyway. gang in The Gentleman, weren't they? <laughs> they? They just kind of went and did their own thing. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they steal, they steal the car of the local Jippo who's got rockets on. Yeah, that's basically it. While he's getting his tacos, yeah, tacos. Yeah. yeah, and then they do some terrible like. My, I think my kids thought that was hilarious, where they're like distracting him. They steal, to, like, they, they steal, steal his they pickpocket, they yeah. steal his phone, clone it illegally. Yeah, there's just so much criminality going on. And they, they knock his food out of his hands, refuse yeah. to pay for it, and then steal his car yeah. later on. And yeah, it's, it's even weird to me these days how you have cartoons and they've even got smartphones in them, you know, and they're doing all this. Mm. Where the any of the stuff we grew up with 
it was, you know, nothing like that. They just he didn't how, have an iPhone in Dungeons and Dragons. Did he? It, it did. <laughs> uni, <Sorry>. uni. <laughs> but overall, for me, there's just too much else out there that I would have yeah. stuck with this. But it got cemented really when Nelly, who I kind of forced to watch it with me was just shaking her head all the way through. <laughs> and she wanted to get back to, uh, I can't even remember what it is. is it Free Rain? Free Rain. Oh, yeah. fucking hell. Still going on. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And and I'm like anti-Free it's Rain, Gabby, even though I started it. I don't know. Right? Oh, I've right. stopped watching You're welcome, it. Dan. You're and, and, welcome, because uh, I introduced that. Uh, yeah. Yes. And so we'll, we'll, we'll sit and watch She-Ra. But maybe this is the kind of thing Sonny might have enjoyed when he was younger. Maybe. But, I think just with my two, they're not really into, you know, the car. Because there wasn't a lot going on other than car races and, you know. Foiling ex- international espionage. That's yeah. effectively the whole franchise, Fast and Furious. So, yeah. Definitely, you knew it wasn't going to be one of those cartoons that was going to end as like, oh, that was a, a program on its own. It was going to run on. Yeah, it does. And, and That's so, the only slightly redeeming feature. I so, yeah, depends how much you wanted to watch. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was only an episode in. I was only ever going to be yeah, an episode. Yeah. It came obvious to, the, to me. So I knew I wasn't going to find out what happened. But I guess everything turns out okay and they saved the day. <laughs> Ish. Ish. Ambiguous. All right. Well, Howie, were you not entertained? Not by episode one, but I gave it a couple of episodes through the fact I was cooking and they were watching it. And it's all right. Riggs? I don't know, really. I found it really hard to spend 24 minutes watching this, but I could see that your son, I could understand liking it. I think with girls, like you're saying, Dan, it wouldn't appeal. I don't think this would appeal to my kids i just find the concept really bizarre yeah i agree and and it has actually brought to mind right i've got a very quick true or false game for you guys here okay. uh, that we can do it's just a segment that i call a longish list of inappropriate franchises turned into kids cartoons <laughs> uh, so the, okay true or false robocop true true false true rambo false. true true a toxic crusader True. False. False. True. The Police Academy. True. 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 Uh, Conan the Barbarian. True. True. False. True. Highlander. True. True. False. True. Beetlejuice. True. False. True. True. I think they're all going to be true. And Tales from the Crypt. True. 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 Isn't that a fucking weird list of films yeah. that were made into kids' cartoons? Yeah. Well, especially Highlander. Beheading. Highlander. Yeah. Yeah. Any of them? What's any of them? So imagine the Highlander one, though. Having to cut off people's heads. Or yeah. Well, yeah. Robocop wasn't exactly a, you know, PG True. movie. True. Um, yeah. Yeah, but know. Highlander, he's slicing heads off, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. It was okay. Yeah. Dan? Oh, I thought it was utter turd, to be honest. I wouldn't <laughs> watch this again. Yeah. I really like the film franchise but i don't i think they're so so because they're the kind of thing that you you know it's popcorn entertainment and they're they're really good really good versions of that this was yeah like you say strange concept for kids yeah it wasn't great to be honest Mm -hmm. it was you know young lads might enjoy it i just found it a bit rushed like production wise and just nothing nothing about it stood out so yeah it was a no for me it's a gateway drug to the movies (laughs) <laughs> I think if you like yeah. cars, you know, 
and all that, you might be interested in this. The, uh, the geek kid in it becomes more of a comedy. Echo? Is that the one? Is it Echo? Yeah. The, the guy little, with the, the hat. The, that oh, was no. Jimmy Tatro, who played Dylan Maxwell in... Did you see American oh, no, Vandal? Might have been Frosty. Yes, Frosty. Frosty. Frosty becomes more of a comedy sidekick, yeah. and he's obsessed with yoga and yoga or something. I don't know what it is, but it made my kids laugh out loud quite a few times. I've no idea what it was. I'll never watch it. <laughs> Okie dokie, that was a lot of fun. Riggs, you're nominating. I am. What have we got? We've got the 2014... Jake Gyllenhaal movie Nightcrawler, which is on Netflix in Good the chat. UK at the moment. And kids feature is going to be the Twirly Woos that I will pick a specific episode, but I don't know which oh, okay. one yet. All right. Top five? Top five, suggested by Dan, and I really like this one, top five movie accents. Okay. Yeah. Got a few ideas already. Cool. Thanks everyone for listening. Um, getting a lot of love on Twitter recently, which has uh, been Really nice. Uh, makes our day when we get that sort of stuff. So keep it up. Listen to the show. Like, subscribe, leave us reviews, do all that stuff. We love to hear from you. And we love chatting online. So until next week, this is Sidey signing out. Howie, goodbye. Reads out. Dan's gone. <laughs>